Hi, welcome to Give Me One Reason. I am Kathy Taylor, and I am excited to introduce to you some beautiful people on this podcast, people that are brave enough to talk to me regarding their feelings and thoughts on faith and doubt. Thank you for joining in. So welcome to Give Me One Reason. It's been a while, folks. Forgive me. But uh, it's a crazy time, right? As we're getting back to normal or whatever yeah. normal is. Normal is a town in Illinois. My husband hates it when I say that. It's very annoying. Is that true, though? It is true. Oh. You don't know about normal Illinois? No, i never heard that phrase. So but... normal in Bloomington yeah. is like you'll see a sign, exit to normal slash Bloomington, Illinois. It's got, wait, it's got, oh, 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 they're two different. Two different cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever somebody says something about being normal, I always yeah. say, ah, normal's a town in Illinois. And I've said it so many times, my husband despises it. So. <laughs> I should start saying I, that. You should start saying should that. You should pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I don't think I've heard it on, on podcasts yet from improv people. Oh, so there you go. I yeah, thought of something. Yeah, that could be applicable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I welcome Brad LeBaron. Uh, we go way back. But today we are flipping the script because yeah. I was on his podcast a few weeks ago maybe a couple months and uh, about a month or something and we discussed yeah. uh he has an album concept it's called the album concept the hour album concept hour yeah yep. and he talks to people and i remember him asking me hey i'd like you to be on here and i remember thinking i don't have one album that i like know all <laughs> the songs yeah and then i'm like why ask me i'm an old lady and and then I thought, wait, I have this old school beginning of Jesus music one. Mm-hmm. And we did Resurrection Band, uh, the first one, and we're waiting your reply. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So it was fun, and it, it was went yeah. like almost four hours. I know it ended up to be two, but we, yeah. we went and went and went. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was there was it's a lot crazy. to discuss, because uh, you, well, you know a lot of, you know the people from yeah, that band and re- stuff, Yeah, so. Glenn Kaiser. Yeah. And then it was funny, because your guy at the beginning, we did the Zoom call. Yeah. And he said, okay, guys, I'm a school teacher. I'm out of here by nine because we uh-huh. start at like 7.30 or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he hung with us till 11.30. Yeah, All of them yeah, did. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake always says he's going to jump off uh, sooner, but yeah, conversation always takes us takes us away. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 I feel so. I feel bad for him a little bit because I force him to, to stay up really late yeah, every yeah. Thursday night. Oh, wow. My gosh. But uh, I think he's starting to get used to it. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, Bradley, I appreciate the chance uh, to talk with you, and I yeah. appreciate the chance to have a really decent, amazing recording. Yeah, welcome to the studio. Yeah. I've been wanting to have you in the studio for yeah. a long time, so kind of amazing. yeah, it's yeah. exciting. I can already tell the difference. So maybe now, yeah. Yeah. maybe we could do this again, and I could call David Smalley. Because oh, you can bring, maybe you can bring he would, whoever uh, you want. We could do it on yeah, Zoom. Yeah, I could do it legit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we got a screen over there if you want to, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Crazy. See, see things. So yeah. I was thinking, honey, I had a few thoughts. Um, yeah, just yeah. backstory. I've known you since you were what? Uh, huh. That would be like. How old were you in like ninety? Probably eight. Fifteen or so, right? How old are you now? I am thirty-two. 
Ooh. I'm almost at that Jesus age. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> the Jesus yeah. age at 33? Yeah, because he, he uh, died at 33, right? Yeah, well, you passed the 27 age with yeah, the, everybody yeah. else, right? So, yep, yep, I got past so the So Jesus is the next yeah. time mm-hmm. marker, right? It's kind of like yeah, yeah. 16. I couldn't wait to be 16 so I yeah. could date, which, uh-huh. which I met my husband a week later, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. But then, then I wanted to be 18. Well, really, I yeah. didn't care because I was already married and I didn't drink. So, yeah. But people always have these time markers. But I mm-hmm. feel like in some ways, for your generation, the time marker is 27. Okay, I didn't die at 27. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 27 is yeah. like the biggest one after like you get the ability to rent a car, I think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so I never yeah. thought it was Jesus' age being the uh, next marker. I, for cool. some reason, it has always been like looming over me. Like, <laughs> like all right, well, Jesus only had 33 years yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, so... <laughs> Make and also, count. Stephen Schmidt, our, our professor we had back in yeah. uh, uh, UROC, I think he said a few times that men, like, mentally peak around 35. Mm. So, like, it kind of added to that kind of those thoughts. Um, but it also it also adds to the my, like, kind of unhealthy Jesus complex yeah. uh, uh, with my faith throughout the years, okay, uh, so too. We, but. we will get there. <laughs> yeah. But you just reminded me of something. So yeah. I knew you then when you were, like, teenager. You came mm-hmm. to my cup, uh, friends with my kids. The overflowing uh, cup. Yeah. Uh, early days of my youth ministry yeah. thing I had going yeah, on. Yeah. And then I just felt like you've been family. Then I fell in love with your mom in the most wonderful, yeah, beautiful yeah, way. Yeah. And um, she's just been a wonderful person, and I know your family, and so I've, yeah, I've loved yeah. them. Yeah, we, we've known each other mm-hmm. a long time. But yeah. then you got me at a time we ended up going to college together. Yeah, oddly. so you're yeah. like your parent, and uh-huh. then uh, I go to my you and my mom yes. were in a class together. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and and I With had me. no idea yeah. as a Christian, and I was pretty much hardcore Jesus freak at that point. Um, yeah, yeah. I had no idea what a philosophy class was supposed to do. So mm. I remember initially thinking that Schmid, our professor, was the devil, you yeah. know? Because yeah, yeah, when yeah. he taught me about the <laughs> spaghetti monster, oh my God. And I was yeah. that, okay, I'm a professor now, but yeah. you trade, right? Yeah. But if I had me in a class and I'm the professor <laughs> and you, I had myself at 42, I would so be so annoyed because I was the non-traditional student who always yeah. had something to say because I have all this life experience. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm in this cl- philosophy class just shocked yeah. that he would try to tell me that the spaghetti monster is as valid as believing in God. And I had never heard that argument. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I remember staying afterwards and arguing with him. And you were a part of all that. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah. Stephen Schmidt's a huge part of my oh my, uh, gosh. my philosophy in general. And the funny yeah. thing is, I went on to take every class he had. And I'm just three credits yep. short of a minor in philosophy. Yeah, I mean, every semester yeah. you can, you know. Yeah. Why not? While well, Stephen Schmidt's... He exactly. was, was doing that. I mean, he's not he's not doing the um, professor role anymore. I think he's right? administration or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, but. but I do remember um, we ended up going from kind of enemies to really good. You mm-hmm. know, I respected him. He respected yeah. me, and yeah. he needed one letter for his online dossier for his career, yeah. and he asked me to write it. Oh, yeah, that's and nice. I was honored. And I remember. Because he wasn't a real touchy-feely guy, right? And no, I remember no. writing this letter. Like, he was compassionate, but he wasn't, like... He wasn't, like... Physically... No, and he yeah, was yeah, a yeah. real, like... um, um, I mean, he was immediate. He was kind and respectful, but he wasn't, like, overly warm or... Yeah, uh, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he had a, you know, a, a professional yeah, wall up exactly. at all and, times. You know, yeah. which was good. But yeah. I remember um, knowing that. I always thought it was cool when you'd have an email from him. It would be 
K, comma, yeah, blah 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 blah, S. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I thought that was really sweet, immediate. But then when I wrote the letter for him, I yeah. was really worried um, it wouldn't be good enough or what he was looking for. But it, it was from my heart, and I, you know, I wrote yeah. from the yeah. perspective of a religious person what it uh-huh. did to me to take his philosophy classes. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's, that's I think big. So I wrote it, and I got one word back in an email and I didn't know what it meant so I was worried at first yeah and it was well it was K comma yeah verklempt S verklempt means I looked it up yeah it's one of those quarter words uh-huh. and it means you're moved beyond emotion like you yeah. you can't even it's beyond emotion you can't even express yourself you don't know what to say Aww. and I thought he would not have said that lightly you uh, know, yeah, isn't that precious? So, I'm going to write that word down. Verklempt. Verklempt. And I may have, the, I may have the dictionary meaning screwed up, but all right, Bradley. That's amazing, though. So yeah. you're so good at this, it's going to be hard for me not to be answering your questions, but I I'm going to try I, to take the it's lead It's hard here. for me to to not be yeah. the host thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but, I'm yeah. so proud of you. I just want to start out by saying I'm so proud of you oh, and everything thanks, your Andy. life has been about, you know, and... um the activism and it's just it's just beautiful yeah yeah so uh i appreciate it i'm inspired by you too kathy you Mm. know yeah you were you were one of the people that uh you know showed me the importance of helping your community and um you know putting yourself out there wow even if uh you're not going to profit from it yeah you know yeah. Um, especially because, you know, it's important, you know, yeah. and it needs to happen regardless of that. So much stuff like good works or yeah. like churches or nonprofits or mm-hmm. all churches are nonprofits, right? But so much of it is for fucking profit. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's yeah. like, it was beautiful. You did come to my church, the red door at yep. the bar. Yep, the red and, door. Uh, we had that like, I think five years on a Sunday morning and then yep. Yep. two or three years on a Monday night, I remember mm-hmm. initially. But, um, I remember we got to have that without money. Yeah. And that was the best thing yeah, to be able to yeah. operate a church without money. So there was no motivation. I do remember my poker player would tithe if he won and he oh, would yeah. give me money. And yeah, it was really yeah. precious. He'd say, uh-huh. I'm tithing my poker winnings. So, and it helped me out with gas, buying donuts, whatever. I appreciated it, but I never yeah, needed yeah. it. But yeah. it was beautiful to have, mm-hmm. uh, to help, to do something to sow seed into other people's lives without a financial incentive. Yeah, it's rare. Gorgeous. And I was so appreciative that somebody gave me the platform and trusted yeah, me to yeah. do that and gave it to us for free. I'll mm-hmm. never forget that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think my dad even tried to do it a few times yeah. uh, in his his neck of the woods. I don't know yeah. I don't know if he got the yeah. success that you did, but Well, you know, um, my success really was He's not a drinker either though. He's yeah. he doesn't he doesn't go to bars well, generally. Well, I hadn't either until then, <laughs> but my my success was directly related to I just believe it was a it was supposed to be and the the owner at the time was a pastor's kid who hadn't been to church in 30 years. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's and right. And he's yeah. like, if I can do this little bit for God, you know, he was, it was really cute. And Wait, is Darren's a pastor's kid too? No, oh, Darren's not a pastor's kid. But okay, okay. Art, Art was the black man that, yeah. that was yeah, yeah, owning yeah. the bar back then. Uh-huh. And it was so crazy because it was in like white farmland, yeah, KKK yeah, yeah, yeah. country, it felt oh my like, God, right? Yeah. And then there's really this, important for that owner to to be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So he was there, and he was like, you know. So the the best thing he he ever told me was, um, Kathy, you know, I've been running from God from thirty for thirty three years, yeah. and he said, um, 
he didn't force me to come back to him. He sent you out here to get me. So I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty precious. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, and then that season was over. Yeah. So and, there's um, three pastors' kids in that small church yeah, in a bar. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, if that tells you anything yeah. about. Exactly. How, we, how we see this stuff. And I remember you weren't 21 yeah. for a while, and I was no, I was no. bringing you in as my son. Yeah, yeah. So. And then when I turned 21, I was able to take communion with you guys. Yeah, it was just crown uh, royal uh, peppermint shot. schnapps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crown I, royal I always, I think, yeah, Darren got the, the crown royal. I always got peppermint schnapps because oh, okay. I didn't understand drinking yet. It's funny <laughs> how heretical that seems. Oh, man. And I have fun. I, I like saying it. Yeah, we yeah. have Crown Royal Communion and it, it kind of watches people's face. But it challenges. Why, why is that heretical, though? Because yeah. if we had the little wine, it's almost a shot, right? A little yeah. wine cups. Yeah. You know, no, and in a lot of denominations, it's real wine, like yeah. Catholics and yeah. Lutherans, yeah. Baptist evangelicals don't do real wine, but the other ones do. Yeah. And that wouldn't be heretical. But if it was yeah. Crown Royal, for some reason, that was. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that you know, whatever is whatever works, you should use. Right. You know, right. that's my philosophy. I but, think we get hung up um, on Christians like silly things that don't matter. Yeah, well, it's 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 tradition. It's um, yeah. you know, um, it's, I mean, I guess Catholicism is the one I know I can say the most because they have like all sorts of uh, very stringent traditions mm-hmm. that have been going on for centuries. You know, so yeah, but. You know, as the world changes, you know, you need mm-hmm. to, to change with it. You know? Well, I would like to touch on your background. Yeah. I know a little bit about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I know I knew your mom and, and your yeah. dad and your stepdad yeah. later on in life. And um, yeah. But I know I'd heard some things from your mom and you were a pastor's kid. And yes. Your mom was a pastor's wife. And yep. Yep. and yep. I, I'd like to you tell me, start your little journey. Uh, well. Um, like what kind of church? And, oh, well, dad did. Uh, he was in several churches uh, throughout the years. I think he did an Assembly of God um, and bounced between a few before finally Didn't, coming to wasn't Methodist. Wasn't he in an open Bible church? Do you remember that he word? may have been. I think I remember hearing your mom say something like I don't, that. Like, I don't okay. really remember the early churches okay. so much. Mm-hmm. I... Um, I <laughs> Scott was, uh, uh, my brother Scott uh, has ADHD and uh, he's also uh, uh, got Asperger's syndrome or is on mm-hmm. the spectrum. Um, and uh, he was a real handful at that point. So um, I feel like mostly what I remember is wrangling Scott and making sure he wasn't yeah. causing destruction or something. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't remember uh, too much about uh, that stuff until... Um, you know, my dad was into in uh, uh, the Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. That's where I really start to uh, um, understand my like role as a mm-hmm. pastor's kid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was. Um, oh, it's kind of weird uh, thinking about, but yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I kind of uh, unintentionally, kind of subconsciously, I think, followed in my dad's footsteps uh, with a uh, Christian pop punk band that I was in. Um, that's really the most... Your dad had a band? A Christian band? No, no, no. I Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I was... Fo- but, you know, he's, you know, being a leader yeah. of, yep. you know... Yep. I saw that as my kind of yeah. version of that, I think. Yeah. And um, that, I think... Uh, I didn't really... Well, okay. I had a lot of of, uh, of guilt uh, from day one with my beliefs uh, from a very, very young age. Um, I really don't like the idea of eternity. 
I've mm. always been. I think I have. There's like a word for it. I think there's a fear of eternity or or mm. like infinite kind of okay spaces. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. From a very young age, that aspect of Christianity really freaked me out. Mm. But the whole hell stuff really uh, made me feel Scared like I had. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was you definitely don't have a choice. You got to yeah, get yeah. this side. It was yeah. definitely the, the fear of God uh, that yeah. drove uh, you know most of mm-hmm. my belief for um, you know a while. Um, and then it wasn't really until I met, uh, your family and, you know, your daughter that, um, I was, I had someone question the path I was on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was, I would have turned into, uh, um, any number of the members of Alacrity uh, if Uh I had not, Uh you know, met, uh, your family. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I was on a, I think I was, um, with uh, uh, the Christian pop punk stuff, I was with, you know, teenage dudes. Yeah. Uh, we were all pretty dumb uh, at that point in our lives. Um, all but, church kids, like, trying to figure out a way to be cool about this, right? Yeah, Kinda, yeah, like, yeah. Of, or relevant or, uh-huh. like, something that makes sense now. How uh-huh. do I fit these beliefs, I've been told, yeah. into my culture at this point? Mm-hmm. And, and thankfully, there was this huge Christian music subculture where there yeah. was every kind of music, the emo, the hardcore, yeah, the yeah. deathcore, the pop. You know, yeah. it was all there yeah, to it just was plug really... into the Christian narrative right mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah. we talked about it a little bit on um the episode you were on mm-hmm. but yeah there's there's a real uh a cornerstone music festival um yeah. uh was a you know alternative festival in illinois that brought together all sorts of different styles of christian rock that mm-hmm. you know wasn't just worship music and wasn't just yeah. um and you know, I guess, I mean, you know, that kind of thing might, maybe wasn't, a bit, hadn't happened since maybe Striper or something. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a really, it seemed like a very big uh, deal at the time to okay, be, so, to just share your beliefs yeah. in music in such a raw way, you know. I, I'm kind of grateful, no matter, you know, what you believe today or like what my sons believe today. Uh-huh. You know, I have a couple sons that were raised in all that and are atheists and we'll get yeah. to where you're at. Yeah. But... I don't know. Am I wrong to say you guys were kind of, it was kind of beautiful yeah. because let's say you don't take on all the beliefs of your parents, right? Yeah. You know, and I honestly, I need to say at the outset here, yeah. it's your spiritual birthright to have your own relationship with God. Yeah. Okay. And I don't mean just in the thing, oh, you can have your own personal relationship. I just mean you're not obligated to have your yeah. parents experience. Yeah. I, I believe that if God is real and if he's true, which yeah. at this point in my life, I still believe that yeah. it would be your honor and privilege to have him himself show that to you yeah. instead yeah. of you going on our coattails. However, yeah. in that narrative, we're taught to train up a child in the way he should go. We're uh-huh. taught to teach you about the ways of the Lord. So let's say like your generation would have went, okay, we don't, agree with all that no fuck you we're done yeah but then where do you go it seemed like there would almost be that or something really negative but instead there kind of was a safety net if i could almost describe the christian subculture as being a safety net for my kids at their troubled teenage years yeah it made it better than it would have could have been 
Yeah. Would yeah. you argue with that? Does that make no, sense? No, no, I, I agree. I, like, I've always seen that movement as very, very important to the Christian youth and just Christian, you know, unite the Christianity in America in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, because it was uh, Christians questioning other Christians. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was Christians yeah. bringing to task other Christians for their yeah. toxic yeah. beliefs. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it, what, what really, it really, you know, if you were a, a Christian at the time, you know, you had so many avenues of people that were struggling with their faith or struggling mm-hmm. with uh, suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. or struggling with um, addiction or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that was really, uh, you know, not allowed to be talked about right. in Christian circles. Right. And in point. some of these like subculture, the music, I don't mean like typical K-Love radio. I mean, yeah. they were hardcore uh, yeah. where they were yeah. address these issues. I was just listening to the other day to me without you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I was trying to turn a, f- a friend <laughs> onto them, yeah. and I was listening to uh, Allah Allah, mm, mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. thinking how timely that's been. What two decades ago at yeah, least? Yeah, and I was thinking how timely, like for them to challenge twenty years ago. Yeah, the narrative they were challenging, saying Allah is God. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and everywhere I look, everywhere I look, every yeah, blade yeah. of grass, uh, in, every in Christian venues. Oh my God! Yeah, right, yeah. and say Allah, Allah, everywhere we look. That made some people's heads explode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they love that. But you're uh-huh. right. That was like the last, the last time. Uh, you know, those years were like yeah. the last really we us the church keeping itself in check. Yeah. Now we it took have a dark turn. Right it now took we a have real this, dark turn. Real dark. In and now we years, have this yeah. like this uh, movement on the you know I would say we've been hijacked by yeah. by the religious right, and yeah. when you take to task the religious right now, yeah, like I often have in some of my yeah. doings or whatever yeah. Yeah. interactions on social media, whatever. Yeah. Um, you're crucified for it because yeah, it's like, yeah. how dare you? You're a demon. You know, I've had people say I'm, I'm demonic. I've had yeah, people say yeah. I'm a child of the devil. I've had people say the most horrific things yeah. only because I'm challenging maybe the idea of hell and that offends them. Now, yeah, hell yeah. doesn't offend them. This is what pisses me off. Yeah, I know. Their yeah. loved ones, maybe even their own child or their own people or their own friends, burning forever for eternity yeah. lets them sleep soundly. Yeah, that's, but not, me, that's not cool. me questioning <laughs> the validity of yeah. that belief is offensive. Uh, can I talk about yeah, please. A, a hallucinogenic experience on Absolutely. this show? Absolutely. Um, so this actually does, it completely ties in though. Um, I had a uh, bad uh, trip mm-hmm. at some point and w- what happened during this trip, what, what cr- created the bad trip was, uh, basically a culmination of all of the guilts of all of the like sins mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the years. And, um, I thought that I was in hell. I thought that mm-hmm. I was in hell for a number of hours because mm-hmm. I thought that because I was participating in this and I was experiencing this, that I was, you know, uh, following, falling into all of those things that I was always afraid of in the back of my mind and that I was now actually in hell. And I had to, you know, it was like kind of an ego death thing. I had to kind of bring myself back, you know, Mm. into, uh, into reality. And, um, yeah, it, it really um, changed my perspective on that whole, like, you know, hell is a state of mind or, like, you know, the kingdom of heaven is upon you kind of idea. And um, it really showed me that I had some very, very 
negative, toxic, mm. uh, um, you know, trauma, trauma. Yeah, yeah. That that I needed to deal with, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, that's um, that you know, really wow. as an adult, that was you know. After I thought that I had already dealt with that too, mm-hmm. like that's where that's where I, that was after the red door. That was mm-hmm. after you know mm-hmm. that was when I was you know in Madison, um, you know, really flapping my wings for the first time. Um, but uh, yeah, it's something that I, I thought that I'd completely figured out, and then like it just it just came back. Well, I don't think we can underestimate the power of. A child's mind yeah and i've heard people say like you know your character's built until you're six and then your cement's pretty dry so mm-hmm. like if you tend to lie at six you might tend to lie at the rest of your life whatever and mm-hmm. i know it's a little bit of a depressing thing but and i'm not sure of the validity but i do know that so many of our really core coping skills and you know things get implanted in us at a young age right yeah, yeah. and then even if like you know say somebody like me came along or yeah. you know said no god loves you blah 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 yeah you still have that fear and obviously you know when people use psychedelics or subconscious yeah, right comes definitely. up and, yeah. and the subconscious is way bigger for yeah. us so your conscious mind knows okay that negative stuff was bullshit if god's really love blah 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 uh-huh. but your subconscious was built Eon, you know, decades before. Yeah, yeah. I was at a, a hippie festival with Eartha Clark, and we were around a fire. We had camped. Yeah. And this guy my age, he's a teacher in Belvedere. Yeah. Precious guy. Uh, yeah. Middle school teacher, high school teacher. And he said, wait, you're a preacher? And I said, well, kind of unconventional, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to tell you, I haven't been to church in 30 years. Yeah. But he said, I saw a movie when I was a teenager when I came to Christ called Thief in the Night. Have you ever heard of this? I've heard of it, yeah. Oh my God, you should watch it just for the, yeah. just to tune off of it. But <laughs> he said, it terrified me so bad yeah. that when I opened my oven up to take out a meal yeah. and the heat from the oven hits my, oh my face, <laughs> he said, I freeze for a second. Not for long, because I realize it's ridiculous, but for yeah. a second, this voice says, hell's going to be hot, Scotty. Hell's going to be hot, oh and you're going to be left. And he was like, does that make sense? And we had this moment, and he got emotional. It was He was almost 60 years old. Yeah. And this thought, this, this fear yeah. was real enough that when he made fucking pizza rolls and brought them out, yeah. uh, just a mundane task, yeah. it affected him. Yeah, yeah. And I and, and, and I would argue that your trip was definitely. That, I think know? that I think hell is one of the real um, problems in especially American Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, they're you know more focused on hell than they are on God and God's mm-hmm. you know Jesus' mm-hmm. teachings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that that to 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 present hell to a child that has not formed their own thoughts yet, I think uh, can be cruel. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, you, you, it's, it also, um, kind of takes out your kind of personal responsibility Absolutely. in what happens with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you can discount them to being like, oh, well, I mean, they're not a believer, they're eventually going to go to hell. So, you know, why should I, you know, care about their immediate future? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it's just uh, and even heaven. And I would there's argue, also heaven because, like, oh, we're going to go to heaven. So why save yeah. the earth? We're going to be done. Yeah. The earth's going to yeah. be destroyed anyway. Too. Why recycle? Yeah. You know, all this stuff. Like, it's not going to matter because I get to go to this better place. Yeah. And one yeah. thing, hanging out with atheists the last few years, 
I have understood and appreciated about them that I've tried to take from their movement. Yeah. The here and now matters so much more than yeah. it did to me as an earlier Christian or even now in yeah, Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because that's, that's the big, you know, that's a big thing for, for atheists. It's like, oh, there's one life. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I think that it's, um, it, it, there's also, I mean, like laughably little about hell in the Bible. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's definitely something that, it was a choice that Christianity made and mm-hmm. some Christians utilize. And you can be a Christian without having hell in, in the yeah, um, experience. Yeah. Um, I loved that the, the guy died now, but tentmaker.org. And he's that uh, website that he'd had it for yeah. like trip three decades, four decades. Yeah. But he made it his life's work to collect early church documents, like actual documents, oh, okay. and to study what the early church believed. Yeah, yeah. And up until 300, there really was no concept of hell preached. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Constantine couldn't destroy the church, because the more yeah. he would murder people, the more they would just multiply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he decided to politicize it and build them buildings and put people in charge. It made sense. And that's where we got mm-hmm. clergy. And that's yeah, where we got yeah. the structure. That's where we got the institution of church. Yeah, and then we yeah. begin to didn't to talk about it being the fear and the punishment and the hard things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then you just yeah. go into Dante's Inferno and how that all gets thrown into the mix. And it's like... Yes, that's, that's really... It's definitely yeah, most a people, narrative that got... Yeah, combobulated through mm-hmm. different things. Yeah, most people that that think about hell are actually thinking about Dante's. Yes, Christ. and they so, don't even know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so entrenched in kind of like mm-hmm. um, like Mary Magdalene isn't wasn't a prostitute, right? No, it that doesn't was actually a mother, say that. Right, oh, right. It doesn't actually doesn't say, say that, that, but that is assumed in a lot of narratives in the. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's weird yeah. things like that. that and also, I think if we questioned. if yeah. we were taught that she wasn't. Um, that she was a prostitute, then we would nullify, I guess there's a gospel of Mary Magdalene that is supposedly really beautiful, but oh, that was a woman. That was a woman's account. doesn't matter. Oh, she Mm -hmm. was probably a hooker because she washed his feet with her hair or whatever, and it was an intimate act. Uh And therefore, we don't need to include that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this this thing we're calling thus saith the Lord was put together by... People in the King James and the 16th and and stuff stuff was thrown out. That's very hard for some people to wrap their mind around. But if uh, they just study it. If you're very legalistic or dogmatic, you know. um, Yeah. But that goes to what you were saying earlier about how, um, you know, your your beliefs should be your own. You know what I yes. mean? They they you know it's a very personal like Absolutely. journey, and no one should tell you how to take that journey. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whether it's Christian or not. You know, it's yeah. Um, and I, I want to touch on that. Yeah, yeah. Because I am love and am in love platonically with yeah. precious people that I've encountered the last yeah, few years. Yeah. Um, we talked about David Smalley, but yeah, through David yeah. Smalley, who's you know friends with Sam and Richard Dawkins, all those people. Yeah. Through him, I've gotten about eight or nine, I would call close atheist yeah. friends, okay? Yeah, yeah. Where I would go on vacation to visit them, okay? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or like when something happens with me or Josiah, I let them know, okay? Uh-huh. And I've made them some of my art, and we correspond, and we text yeah. and talk way more than they ever did with David, but David was our meeting point. Yeah, yeah. And um, I love them, and... Um, but typically, in the past, I've just been such a basher. I felt called. I don't want to say basher of the church, but 
I've, I have felt called to be one of those voices that says, wait, 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 stop. What did Jesus say again? Because in my yeah. idea, in my opinion, we've left you know, him completely out of it. And if he yeah. came back today, he would be like, whoa, that is not what I ever intended yeah. for this yeah. to become. And we made it a moral code again, and then a list of do's and don'ts, and then uh-huh. whose list, depending on who you talk to, right? Yeah. So the yeah. whole list thing's problematic. Yeah. But yeah. Um, then I got into the atheist world, and you know, most of it was actually way more positive than the church world I've been in. Um, yeah, and, well, because they're... I mean, a lot of them are fleeing from that world, yes. you know, and looking for. Well, and we've, I would argue, the church people, helped you know? to create that world. You know, I, I would Definitely. argue that oh, sometimes yeah. that is offensive to them. They go, "No, I got this on my own." Yeah. But I would argue that the way you know Christianity took that turn into yeah. politics in eighties and nineties and two thousands, and I remember Billy Graham himself saying, in nineteen eighty two or something, yeah, uh, if you. And, and the religious right was just going to get in there with Chuck Colson and the moral majority and Jerry Falwell. And those yeah. names don't mean much to you, but it's a part of history. Yeah. They just began to get political. Yeah. Before that, Billy Graham had been the president or the pastor to presidents, Republican or Democrat. Didn't matter. Mm-hmm. He was just their pastor, right? And it yeah. was like yeah. he didn't really have an opinion about policies. And he was like, that's not our job. So he said... If the church gets entwined with politics, in 30 years, the gospel will be irrecognizable. Oh, my God. And then he died, and his poor, his son hijacked Billy Graham's ministry and, uh, yeah, and was yeah. like the poster boy for all of that. But he was right. Yeah. Because people don't even, what does it even mean to know Jesus anymore? It, it means to be a Republican white Trump follower. I, I know I'm being extreme, but yeah, that yeah. is kind of the... Well, that's definitely the loudest. It's the loudest, voice, and right? you're right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. there are people all on the spectrum. Well, I mean, and and I'm I'm saying that as in like it is it's a problem. Like I mean, it's it like they're they're um, and it's not just that they're the loudest. It's that there are more of them than there should be. You know, yeah. and that's the scary thing. Um, and in a similar way, you know how people yeah. can um, trash Black Lives Matter. Okay, yeah. so I have, and I know that's a passion of yours. So it's like, yeah, I. Uh, I always say this. Yeah. Okay, you're going to tell me Black Lives Matter is a terrible organization. Like, do you know how it started? Well, no, not really. I just know it's a bunch of people all destroying everything and th- making hissy fits and doing no good and destroying yeah. their own property, for God's sake. Who's stupid and does that, right? Yeah. No, it was these 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 three moms, right, whose kids got shot for Skittles and yeah. a hand in a pocket and young children. Yeah. And they were like, no, our kids' lives matter, right? Is that yeah. valid? Absolutely. Yeah. Do people hijack that moment for their own political gain? absolutely almost every movement of any kind especially if it's good gets hijacked and I would say those people that critique the extreme Black Lives Matter and want to throw out the whole baby with the bathwater because I get this all the time stop bashing the church stop you're throwing out the baby with the bathwater no I am keeping the baby yeah, yeah, yeah. But the bathwater reeks. It's filthy. It needs to be drained and bleached and soaked yeah. off. And I would argue yeah. that you want the Black Maybe Lives Matter. You might need matter. a whole new bath. Right. And I would argue you want the, the baby of Black Lives Matter to go away. You want to throw out the baby with the... You know, and I, I, I'm just trying to draw a parallel. Well, because I think that the important thing uh, um, from either side of, of any of these situations is... What you choose to focus, like what part of the story you choose to focus on and you choose to repeat yeah. is important. 
You know what I mean? Well, like, that's the narrative. That's you a live decision by. that yep. you are making as mm-hmm. someone that's in, you know interpreting the news. Mm-hmm. You are, and a lot of times people are exposing their biases mm-hmm. and not realizing it. So if you grab onto that, then yeah. you you add to that group. If I what? If if you if you add on if you grab onto their bias, you know, yeah. in their commentary or whatever, whether it's in the pulpit or on the news, you're uh-huh. right. If yeah. you grab onto that, then you add to that group that believes that without yeah, checking yeah, yeah. or anything. So that and can it's, happen it's, it's anywhere. It's neither of the extremes. Right. You know, it's always somewhere it's in the middle. It's this one core truth, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. This reason why something was started. And I would argue the Church of Jesus Christ started out this beautiful movement uh-huh. uh, um, with with a mission with things like the kingdom of God is here and yeah. now. I mean, Jesus himself is, was all about being present and not thinking yeah. about eternity. And, and while we're talking about Black Lives Matter, I mean, you know, I feel that, you know, a lot of times, it, you know, the the black Christian community is following those teachings yeah. closer, you know, which yeah. is why they're doing stuff like Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and it's because there is a there is a slight difference uh, a lot of times between, you know, black Christianity yeah. and uh, just U.S. conservative yeah. Christianity. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole different culture. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and certain things resonated with them more than yeah. than others. Um, I did hear some good news. I was listening to NPR last week and they were saying one thing about uh, even the George Floyd yeah. uh, protests and things is that yeah. there was a greater number of white people involved in those protests than yeah. before. And yeah. it was the first one that of all those string of those types of crimes yeah. that that actually kind of united a core group of mm-hmm. white and black people. Yeah, there and was that's what it would people take using their change. privilege. Yeah, yes. that was like, yes. you know, there was, uh, I, I think in Portland, there was our... our I forget if it was Portland or Washington. Um, but yeah, yeah. One of those events, there was like a string of like white women that yeah. were uh, yep. like, you know, banded together. And um, mm-hmm. just to, you know, as also call out the, you know, inequalities, you know, because we, you know, at this point, we know how the game is played. Like yeah. we're helping each other out a little more. Um, and, you know, using your privilege for good things mm-hmm. is, you know, really important. It you know, is. if you have privilege, especially if you have some kind of platform, yeah, make yeah. it, make it count. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, mm-hmm. and it's not easy because people, you know, you know, I have a list of haters, you know, so every once in a while yeah. I meet somebody and I, I fall, haters, I fall though. in love with them. They yeah. fall in love with me. I fall yeah. in love almost every day. Yeah. Like, I mean, in a platonic way yeah. and they're like, Oh my gosh, you must have people love you. And I'm kind of laugh. I go, yeah, I do have, quite a few people that I love and love me. Yeah, yeah. But I also have a list and oh no you don't. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I do," you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of was taught this lie when I was a kid and that uh if you're right with God and you're doing the right thing, the world will hate you and the church will love you. Mm-hmm. And really as I grew up, I realized the opposite was Jesus' example. The religious system yeah, of the day that idea crucified him. Not good. No. Yeah. And the world, you know, if you want to label what is the world, but you know, the prostitute, the tax collector, the drunkard, he they loved him. Yeah. They they loved him because he radically accepted them. Yeah. And and asked them questions like, Who do you say that I am? Who do you see me as? Yeah. Instead of yeah. worship me, get on your knees, you know. And yeah, it's like, yeah. Jesus was a, a hippie yeah. socialist guy. Um, yeah, very and much so. um, that's one thing I wanted to mention on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so I don't like consider myself a Christian these yes. days, but um, like the teachings of Jesus are still very entrenched in me. Like I definitely mm-hmm. like. 
that's a subconscious thing that has stayed that I I appreciate because um, I'm you know at least Beautiful. my version of Jesus yeah. was a you know selfless um, very you know socialistic type that mm-hmm. was trying mm-hmm. to help everyone whether they deserved it or not yeah you know yeah and if you have two give one away don't mm-hmm. worry about tomorrow you know don't yeah. just you yeah. know it's like if you want to be religious meet the needs of the widow and the poor yeah this yeah. is what pure religion don't, and undefiled don't wield is. it like right. a sword or not. whatever or don't he know. said don't lay burdens on people's backs yeah. that it's too yeah. heavy or don't make laws of men to be laws of god yeah wow we do that all the time god says this uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, taking, and, uh, taking yeah. either a Bible verse out of context yeah. or yeah. or just making wild claims that aren't even in it, you know? And I love how he always tried to level the playing field. So yeah. if you remember this, when they brought the woman caught in adultery, and mm-hmm. according to the law, okay, she was to be stoned to death. Yeah. And it was kind of a trick trap for him okay this dude says he's the messiah yeah and reincarnated and if he's really god he would uphold this law so let's take this woman that we really don't give a shit about anyway she's just can die Uh but let's use this as a trap to get him so they Uh go and they say hey this woman was caught in adultery yeah the law says we should stone her to death what do you say and he said I say to you, and I'm going to paraphrase, but if you even look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. So you who are without sin, cast the, throw the first rock. Yeah, yeah. And the Bible says they all just turned and left. Yeah. Jesus dropped the mic. He dropped the mic and walked uh, and then said, come on, honey, you know, (laughs) and it was beautiful. And it's like what he was trying to do was saying, you're all the same. Yeah, yeah. You're all the same. You're all you're you all are in need of the same mercy and grace. Yeah, and yeah. you're not different. Yeah. And the problem is some of our things we have wrong with us, you and I all know people that their addiction is so front and center, we know that's their issue, right? And uh-huh. we know it's controlled their life and we can yeah. think, Oh, poor thing, or oh I'll pray for him or Ooh. Yeah. you know, we handle it. We either pray for him, trash him, uh-huh, gossip uh-huh. about him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he whoever it is, he should get a shit together. Yeah. Yeah. But ours you know, if we were to be honest, we all know what our biggest dysfunctions, issues, addictions, problems. Yeah. But if we can keep them quiet and in control, nobody has to nail us for them. And then we can uh-huh. feel better than everybody around us. Yeah, that's the that's the illusion, I think. It is an yeah, illusion. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. um, it'll always come back at some point, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it's just like, a, just like a spring being wound up. You well, know. this year, I, I wanted to document it, but I know people would, um, I get accused of just trying to bash the church, or Kathy, you're always so yeah. negative. I get that a lot, okay? But then I think, okay, I'm going to step back. This year, I had to just bite my tongue off, because, yeah. uh, and my, I have chemo brain, because I had cancer four years ago, so my memory sucks, but four, at least four yeah. major, yeah. major ministry people in the United States yeah. were guilty of things that they were you would always in your little local churches kick people out for, okay? Yeah. Sexually assaulting people or whatever, okay? So, yeah, and then yeah. we had, I, like I said earlier, that before we recorded, I, I've had this little weird foot in the atheist movement the uh-huh. last few years. I would argue your mom gave me the first little toe in yeah, when she asked yeah, me yeah. to speak at Darwin Days. That's but right. um, I, it's weird, okay? Yeah. So I thought, um, 
shoot, I lost my thought. The um, the movement. Oh, bashing the church. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I I always would get this. Oh, those atheist people, they've never talked to Ravi Zacharias. They just need to talk to Ravi. Ravi's a, and he was this supposed atheist from India who found Christ. Oh, I'm not yeah, sure of yeah, his yeah. whole story. The atheist that switches to right. Christian. Yeah, he yeah, came, yeah. Like he became bring that up. probably the U.S.'s <laughs> biggest Christian apologist. Yeah. So he would be the big gun that you'd throw at like Christopher Hitchens or, you know, in a perfect world, these people, oh, they're on a, on a yeah. stage debating Sam Harris yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But Ravi died last year. But before he died, all these women came forward and said he'd been sexually coming on to them for years, like really gross, awful things. Then yeah. he died, and they denied it, right? And he got to die in dignity with his whatever. Yeah. And then he's dead, and they had an independent investigation. Come to find out it's 50 women, and oh. they all verified absolutely this had happened. So, okay, yeah. I remember yeah. thinking, all right, how am I supposed to defend that? Then I got really fascinated with Justin Bieber about four months ago. Let me tell you why. Huh. Interesting. Brianna called me, Mama. Yeah. You've got to watch Saturday Night Live clip. Justin Bieber's going on there and he's singing in the mirror in the back room this song called Lonely. Have you heard a song Lonely? It's I don't think really so. beautiful. You should watch it yeah. or listen to it. But he he's singing it in the mirror by himself without the crowd, right? It's in mm -hmm. the green room or whatever. And he, you know, he's just looking in the mirror. Everybody knows my name now, you know. And it's like oh, okay. I've had this life, but I'm just so fucking lonely. Mm. But the yeah. song made me cry. And then I remembered, wait, he got baptized in somebody's swimming pool. Who was it? Then, oh yeah, Carl Lenz. Carl Lenz is this big ass Hillsong worship pastor in L.A. I think it might yeah, be. It yeah. might be where Kim Kardashian and Kanye go or whatever. Uh -huh. But he runs with the movie stars. Huge they go church. To church? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. But anyway, so, yeah, so they, he had, um, Justin Bieber had been a, became a Christian, right? Like four or five years ago. Then I was looking up some interviews. Wait, 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 Bieber became a yes, Christian four or five yes. years ago? Yes, oh. like, I could have the years wrong, so don't quote me in that. But huh. he gave some interviews, and he, I watched this one, and he said, yeah, dude, I'm just in this music industry, the Hollywood thing. I, I, I'm going to marry my wife. I, I love her. I want to have a pure life. I want to, yeah. I, I want to see a, I want a role model, man. I want a mentor of somebody that loves their wife and children. And like, yeah. And he said, then I met this guy, and he changed my world. And he was like so excited. And he said, he showed me that God wasn't about rules. That God was about my heart. And and it was beautiful. And I got baptized in a swimming pool. And it was the sky, right? Yeah. And then I don't know about the timing. Maybe I'm connecting dots that aren't there. Yeah. Maybe he wrote that song 10 years ago. But in the last year, that guy bit the dust, okay? Yeah. Huge mega church, thousands, thousands, thousands of people. Yeah. Ran off with somebody, I don't know. Yeah. And then Justin Bieber, but then I find that song and he says, I don't have anybody to talk to and I'm just so fucking lonely. And I was like, man. So I feel like, did he realize how... How did that guy realize yeah. the people that listen to him that have influence? Yeah. You know, and just like going back to David Smalley's story, he was 18 uh -huh. years old, about to go get baptized in the tank, yeah. right? Yeah. And this pastor, right before he goes in, he'd just been real zealous and knocking on doors. Yeah. And he wanted yeah. to be baptized, do the whole thing. And the pastor goes, just wait, 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 David, before you get in that water. Yeah. If you don't believe every word of this is true, you're not a Christian. And he was like, oh, shit, okay. But he still got in the water because, right? Well, like, Everybody's yeah. watching you. Well, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's a, that's a bold right? move. So he gets in the water, 
Yeah. He gets out, and the next six months, as an 18-year-old, reads the entire Bible. Because this dude, one dude, said to him, you don't believe all of it. <laughs> and David went, well, nope, can't do that. I'm gone. Did they realize, did that guy realize he was a lying yeah. to a young man that would lead or have influence hundred, several hundred thousand people and have a little bit of an, uh, you know, of an influence in this huge atheist world. Did he know that? No. Gandhi, when he was searching for truth and went to yeah. the Christian church in England. Yeah. And he was like, maybe God is here. And they saw that he was brown. Yeah. And they sat him in the back row. The ushers. Oh, my God. And Gandhi is known, it's recorded that he said, he walked out and he said they had no idea. Years later, he said they had no idea they were ushering India yeah. out of Christianity. Yeah. Our yeah. words matter. Yeah. Yeah. What we say matters. Mm -hmm. And I'm so much more comfortable with saying, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important these days. To and be able to, I would the ability argue, to say, I don't know. Absolutely. And I would <laughs> argue Jesus was never offended by, I don't know. We can prove it by that person that went up to him and said, are you this person? Yeah. Who are you? He said, I don't know. Who do you think I am? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's very much a platform where you're inviting, I don't know who you are. Tell me. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, I don't know. What's your heart telling you? What are you sensing that I am? And it's like, he's not so hung up on that, the correct name, the... The sinner's prayer, which isn't even in scripture. You know, yeah. I don't know, were you raised believing that the sinner's prayer was like, which one's Dear that Jesus, one? like, come into my heart, forgive me for my sins. I'm now a oh. Christian. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm sure that I've said yeah. variations of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, I like, was, I was the kid that was uh, praying uh, after the sins. Like, I was, yeah. I was like, you know, because like if something happens between the prayer yep. and you dying or something, You're you got to be, you know, you got to yeah. be covered, you know. <laughs> so I used to say this little blanket thing at the end of the night. Yeah. Okay, I'm for forgive me for snapping my brother with the towel. Like, what do you repent of at seven, right? Right. Forgive me for this. And if I forgot of anything, please forgive me. Because I had to do that blanket <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really weird um, like ritual that you kind of. Uh, uh, develop with yeah. that kind of uh, uh well fear of hell again um in mind you know well even though like now i lay me down to sleep yeah i pray the lord my soul to keep yeah if i should die before i wake okay first of all you're gonna pray your three-year-old and four-year-old and five-year-old yeah, like they gotta think about that <laughs> if i should die before i wake yeah. i pray what is it the lord my soul my, to the take. lord my soul to take so yeah. it's not even like yeah. He really will. I just, I hope you save my that's, ass. That's if part I die. of the problem, I think, is yeah. like, it's always formed in this way, like, oh, well, even if you pray for it, you might get out of hell. It's always like a carrot at the end of the stick, you know? Um, and as a kid, we're vulnerable enough and gullible enough, we just keep chasing that carrot. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like really trying to absorb some of the. There, there's some cool stuff in the Bible. Yeah. There's some cool wisdoms here and there yeah. that you can grab onto uh, without anyone's direction, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I, I think I, I read, like, Daniel one time. I think yeah. that I was like, I want to I know what's going on with Daniel. So I read yeah. the whole book. I, I, I've never read the whole Bible, by the way. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go on record saying that. Uh, but, um, you know, I've 
I've I've got an understanding of it or whatever. But yeah, that. Um, I'm always amazed at the verses the atheists can find that I yeah. didn't know were in there yeah. as a believer. It was you know like there's one something about I don't know where it's at, but God tells a bear come out of the woods and eat babies somewhere. It's in there somewhere. And <laughs> yeah, so I probably uh, is. of course it takes an there's atheist. a lot of book. There's a yeah. lot of words in the Bible. Yeah. Well, I remember when my kids were little and Ryan and Mikey. I would. I was very hardcore, Jesus freak, and very strict. Yeah. You know, no, I did. I did let them have the Ninja Turtles because their aunt bought them a pizza thrower, and they yeah, were like yeah, yeah. in love with the Ninja. I'm like, fine, but no He Man. You know, no. I had all these things, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my boys. We can't say bad words. I was raised. I never. I I said brat one time, and my brother. Yeah. yeah. So Ryan is very literal and analytical. One time said, "Mom, I can. Um, I can. I can say." Um, piss. I said, no, you can't. That's a bad word. And he said, it's in the Bible. And I said, where? And he showed me it was David. It was King David pisseth on the wall or something. And I'm like, okay, but you have to say pisseth, you know? <laughs> and then Mikey was always wanting to pierce himself. Like, mom, I want a piercing. Mom, I want a piercing. And yeah. he would... I, I was like horrified. He would almost like self mutilate. So I'm not, I, mean, not, I don't mean to like light of that, but it was like, he just wanted a piercing. And I said, well... If you can find it in the Bible. <laughs> and he found a verse where Challenge for you're a slave. Yeah. Like if you're a slave to your master, you can get your left ear with a hole in it or something. And uh, he was like, see? And I'm, I'm like, your oh, slave. Damn. He goes, no, he said, I'm God's slave. I'm <laughs> oh, a slave okay, to God. Okay. I was going to say, wait, whose yeah. slave is he? And then the tattoo. Yeah. Well, Jesus is going to have a tattoo on his hip, you know, but they had to find all these scriptural justifications. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It's just kind of funny. Uh, while we're talking about scripture, though, I do want to talk a Please. little bit about um, revelation. Mm. That's a that's a subject that I think I've talked a little bit about on the podcast, just jokingly yeah. in passing. But I think it's a real problem with American Christianity. It's it's on and top politics. of the hell thing. There's this. I mean, if you're uninitiated to this, be warned. But like the whole idea of revelation is that. You know, you're, it's, you're, you're living in the end times, you know, everyone, you know, most people believe that they're living in the end times if they mm -hmm. follow it. Mm -hmm. Um, and revelation's vague enough that mm -hmm. it can be attributed to any number of things. And Armageddon the, and this big yeah, battle. Yeah. And, yep. um, every generation for like a couple generations now have believed that it's going to, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that I think is at the core of part of, you know, uh, climate change denial and, um, you know, uh, just just in general, not looking forward like 30 years or more to destroy. Well, you know, it, it, just yeah. like completely like a backwards like view on life. Um, so, you know, like Native American culture tends to be f past and future oriented. Right. Yeah. So that's why, like, they might. uh protest at like the pipeline things because yeah. they're thinking when we're dead and gone we want our grandchildren yeah. to have this yes. right yes. and they're past they honor past histories too mm -hmm. but in america especially we're very uh money now you know whatever yeah. comes out now we'll worry yeah. about it later fracking yeah. takes all the water out of the ground we'll worry about that till when we have drought right yeah but especially in christendom we have developed a pseudo future orientation in that we're thinking about the afterlife yeah. as future but we're not thinking about the future of this life because it doesn't matter because Jesus is going to come back and save us mm -hmm. so therefore you're right it affects things like climate change because why recycle 
Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, the yeah. whole earth's going to be destroyed anyway, and God's going to make a new one. Yeah. So fuck And that. I'm going to be good. Right. So that is one way, but I would like to suggest, and you might know this, um, yeah. foreign relations is affected mm-hmm. by yes. this Armageddon yes. revelation story. You go, well, how, okay, you know, but some people may not. Well, what do you mean? Yeah. Schofield, the yeah. Schofield Bible in the early 50s, I believe, okay, yeah. he gave a commentary about the state of Israel becoming a nation in 1948. Mm-hmm. And he took that he took their victory of winning that war, that seven-day war, as a direct fulfillment of the prophecy of Israel becoming a nation. And then there was a verse in there somewhere in Revelation that said, another generation will not pass after Israel becomes a nation. Mm -hmm. And then there's a verse, which that then legitly threw us into the last generation and in the end times. And then there's a verse that talks about Israel, whoever blesses Israel... It was blessed by God. Yeah. So you got all these people saying, no matter what Israel does, yeah. yay Israel, America, you know, because we were so religious in the 50s, you know, our, even our presidents and our yeah. people, yeah. they were influenced by this Christian culture, yeah. Yeah. right? So, oh my God, America blesses Israel. God bless Israel. God bless America. It's all intertwined. Yeah. So yeah. then today we have wars that have never been resolved. And people, if you look at the plight of the Palestinian people, do you know the most heretical thing I could say at a church on a Sunday morning? is not let's say a local church says let's have kathy come preach yeah i don't get asked but if i did Mm -hmm. and let's say i was going to say the most heretical thing you knowing me okay so let's still say things i do challenge the idea of hell yeah Yeah. that's becoming not such a shocking thing yeah they've had to adopt they've had to adopt it it or they would have lost everyone when rob bell (laughs) came out with love wins right yeah it got millions of followers and millions of books so okay crap we got to rethink hell that's fine i saw a christian show not to interrupt your story i saw i every now and again i'll flip through tv and i sit and watch a christian thing on tv because i'm just you know um but there was like a Christian science show thing where they're trying to talk about the, the molecules of DNA and why that proves God's existence and stuff. And it's just like, wait, 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 what are you even trying to, what are you trying to do even? They're trying to take the you science know, narrative it's like, and plug in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, leave science to scientists. Yeah. And the, DNA has, I mean, yeah, you, there is the vague argument or whatever, but it was very strange right. tr- trying to connect these two mediums, you know? I remember my Muslim friend saying, Kathy, there's only one God. And the problem I have is that you associate partners with God. And the reason mm-hmm. I worry for your soul, yeah. I see that you feed the poor and get involved with, you know, outreach. Yeah, so that's yeah. beautiful. And I hope God gives that to your credit because Muslims are very, you know, Islam's a very workspace. Yeah. And he said, but, but I'm just terrified that you associate a partner with God. So you may think mm. your narrative is, oh, you guys don't believe in Jesus. No, we believe Jesus was special. We believe God rose Jesus from the dead. Yeah, we just yeah. don't believe he was God because that would be the ultimate blasphemy. Uh-huh. See? And yeah. so he, he said a lot of things to me that made me think. He said, you know, I, I pray five times a day because I want to keep a short list with God. You just mm-hmm. go, oh, Jesus died on a cross. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> and yeah, I was kind of yeah. like, Hopefully, ouch. if you don't internalize ouch. the guilt. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. But anyway, it was interesting. But going back to the Israel thing, 
Um, That's a hard one for today. Christians. Okay, so Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, go back. I'm sorry. Yeah. Forgive me. My preaching. Yeah. I could get up and preach about hell. Some people would go, oh my gosh, that's bad. And yeah. I would get in trouble for that. I could say shit, which I try not to swear in church, but my precious dad's like, honey, just please don't swear in church. You know, okay, <laughs> okay, Pops, not when you're preaching anyway. Yeah. So I could do that, but I could still even get away with it. I have gotten away with it a bit, you know, yeah. and not just at my dad's. And um, But the most heretical thing I could say, it just makes me sad, that it would be, it would be to say, Israel is not special. Mm. God loves a Palestinian as much as he does the Israeli. Yeah. And that in Christ, there is no Jew nor Greek. Mm-hmm. And we have no, they are not special. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've had, I've I, had some conversations I could not like that. do that. that but yeah. isn't it weird that that it's, is how, how, how important and entrenched yeah. that belief is. Yeah, Where yeah. you would get, you know, whatever. Well, because um, that's the thing. It's, uh, you know, again, if you're raised in, you know, American churches, uh, it is just referred to blatantly as Israel. And there's mm-hmm. no question about it. It's like they don't say like, oh, it's Israel, but it's only been Israel for less than 100 years. Mm-hmm. Um, that part is omitted from yep. the story, you know. Um, and if you try to bring out how many Christian believers there are in Palestine, yeah, and, and but we have this idea about the Jew. So I remember when I did that um, thing mm-hmm. at State Street, the yeah. the religious conference. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what I called it, but I had Shank come from the high school. Oh yeah, to talk about uh, I think he talked about atheism and like Hindus and or yeah, some yeah. Eastern religions. Mm-hmm. And then I had a Baha'i faith guy. Remember the man who was at the post office had a stain on his face. Oh yeah, yeah, Rob. He was a Baha'i yeah, faith yeah, yeah. man. And then I had. Uh, a Muslim lady from Blake College come, okay. and she used to be an evangelist and uh. then she converted to Islam at 48 years old oh. <laughs> and my, my my father it was interesting because I love you dad but my dad would sit in the back of all these he was kind of horrified I even had this experiment every yeah. week and um, he said what about Jesus and she said wow Dave, we revere Jesus. We believe he was special. We believe he rose from the dead. Yeah. And she said, we have a lot of respect. We also believe he's one of God's favorite, but we just don't believe he's God. And he was kind of like, yep, you don't. And that's bad, right? <laughs> the rabbi comes that I got yeah. from Rockford the next week. Yeah. My dad blesses What do you think about Jesus? And it's almost a caricature, like a <laughs> South Park thing, but it's like, meh, Jesus. Yeah. Whatever. We don't care. Yeah, like yeah. he doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But yet, American Christianity will. What's that word? Uh, that's a that's a hill they'll die on. Yeah, yeah. For a yeah. faith, for yeah. a faith of Judaism, and I have beautiful. I have my Russian Jewish friend. Uh, yeah. you know, I love I love some Jews in my life, but yeah, American Christianity will die on the on that hill for a religion that doesn't regard Jesus with anything but either ambiguous, ambivalency, yeah, or yeah. disdain even. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll trash the religion yeah. of Islam, which comes out of the same root, right? Mm-hmm. We learned that in Schmidt's class. It's the, yeah, yeah, Abraham, yeah. Abraham, the God of religions. Abraham. Yeah, yeah. The God of Abraham is Allah. Yeah, yeah. They're all the same God. All the same. And it's yeah. like, even the, out of Judaism, it's the same God. We all have the yeah. God of Abraham. Mm-hmm. But because of 
the war because of our culture of the day and it's infiltrated it's baked into the bread of american christianity yeah and uh and uh politics oh absolutely um, yeah not not only on the right on the left as well there's uh, i think uh hillary was saying that she wanted to uh what was it I think she, she wanted to, uh, you know, bring charges against people that were, uh, uh, what was the word, boycotting uh, Israel, uh, Israeli companies for Palestine. Um, she wanted wow. to boycott, or she wanted to um, stop that movement, uh, boycott, divest, sanction, uh, when that was growing up. So it's not only, it's not even just the, no, right. the right, but it's also... Yeah. Um, yeah, like, could a president get elected that didn't believe that Israel was special. Well, uh, and yeah, deserved, we saw that no. <laughs> we deserve and deserve to be defended at all yeah. costs. Like uh-huh. we're we're now pulling out of Afghanistan. My heart's been grieving all morning. I'm not saying mm-hmm. we shouldn't. I have no opinion. I'm not smart enough about it. It's yeah, it's I'm a just, very complicated issue. It's a clusterfuck, It's right? a clusterfuck. But yes. I am thinking this. How all I'm thinking today, politics aside. Yeah. You have a whole country of people that have been somewhat protected for 20 years from extremist yeah. Islamic people, terrorism. Mm-hmm. And they've been, had this, this buffer of American forces. But those people are mothers and children and, and that yeah. are now going to be, you know. Uh, Dealing with that. <laughs> they're not going to survive. They don't have the, that's what they were saying. You know, there's just, mm. it's just going to be a takeover in the whole region and we're just going to let them deal with it themselves. But I, my point uh-huh. is we would probably not let that happen in Israel. No, 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 no. no America no. would lose whatever it has to. America would go test to task and yeah. not because, not because of our love for them, but yeah. because we've been taught if we're not allegiant to them, God won't bless us. Well, that's and that's the sick thing about it. That's the real twisted part of it is, um, you know, the majority of people, I think, you know, see it as the, you know, the biblical, you know, uh, revolu- revelation, Israel needs to be there thing. Mm-hmm. But the people at the top, here. the people at the top, mm-hmm. they don't believe that. They mm-hmm. say that they believe that, but I mean, they want Israel because it is a the power, s- the second biggest power. power in the world. Yeah, right? it's or, their yeah. it's their little bastion of power and in we the help Middle make Eastern it world. That. We help make it. Yeah, that. yeah, mm-hmm. and they influence our policing. Yeah. Like we have police uh, police that go over to Israel for training. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that they're very entrenched in our police system too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's it's all. Uh, part of, I mean, I don't want to get too political, but right, the police right, 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 state right. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so there's there's a real disconnect, I think, between uh, what Americans think of that situation and what Israelis think of that situation well, or getting, politicians think getting of that back situation. Getting to your, your yeah. first thing about revelation in general. Okay, yeah. So my husband's a little bit of a uh, skeptic. Yeah. Um, he is a believer on some level, definitely, yeah. but... Um, uh, and he thinks, honey, I just think Revelation was an acid trip that John went on. I, and it says in the beginning, <laughs> right? It kind of says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was about that. to say, that's, I, I would agree. I think the Bible would be much, much more well off if they just Ditch left Revelation. off Revelation. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't, it's not the same John, Mm-mm. by the way. Nope, it is not. <laughs> it's not the same John. It's a different John down the road. And you can actually make an argument, like I mean, a big argument that's made for it. It was it was actually about 
uh, Rome at the time and mm-hmm. the Caesar yeah. and all and that. And that all these things already happened. Yeah, it's, it's literally yes. him like yes. as like yes. a, as a poetic device Absolutely. describing what mm-hmm. is happening around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, please don't worry much about Revelation, right. guys, yeah. if, if, if I can change but, anyone's mind about that. But do you remember, <laughs> do you remember DC Talk? Down with the DC talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple. My sons who are atheists, I love to tease them because, like, yeah. there's a couple. They know every word of all those raps, right? Oh, yeah, like, of course, of course. But they redid that song that scared my 60 year old friend at the fire. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I wish we'd all been ready. Okay. Mm. And it was uh, two men walking up a hill. One disappears and one left standing still. I wish we'd all been ready. Uh, and it's basically one gets taken yeah, and disappears yeah. and the other one's here to suffer these atrocities. Uh-huh. And that was the song that we all sang in a worship way in the 70s. It was worshipful. <laughs> Two men walking up a hill and people have their, one disappears and one's left standing still. And it's like, it's like moving and it's, it's yeah. horrific scenarios you're describing. Yeah, yeah. But, and then the movie came out, Thief in the Night, which I swear you got to find it on YouTube. I'll definitely it find is it. like, it is kind of campy. Yeah, yeah. But um, and then there was Jack Chick tracks. Have you ever seen those? Jack. Oh my Chick-tracks? God! Look them up. It was a part of the culture of the seventies and eighties. There were these little cartoon black and white tracks, and they were car- they were comic books. Huh. And that was the coolest tract you could give out. Huh. But they were so fear mongering, and yeah. they were so purporting that belief. But they were also purporting that the Pope was the Antichrist and the end times. <laughs> yeah. These Jack Kirchhoffies are terrible, and uh, we have a pastor that's he's now in prison in our ministry, but Pastor Butch. Yeah. And uh, he's an OG gangster who kind of went bad a few years ago, and he oh, that happens. He all these he found all these tricks and tracks, and he passed them out at our youth night, and I'm like, burn those things. Those are, those are crap. But my boys used to like to collect them just for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because it's a piece of like yeah. history. But when DC Talk came out, they remixed that song, I Wish We'd All Been Ready or something like that. And it's I like. Have, I have a comic actually, I think. It might be that. I have, I have something from that, one of those series. Where did I put it? There was also like Christian comic books. Yeah. I had, I had a bunch from Archie and. Here we go. Here we go. That's it. That's a Jack Chick track. The Royal Let Affair. Let me see. The Royal Affair. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, I gotta oh keep my this. gosh, you I do. I gotta hold on to this. Uh, oh, in the beginning, Little Bubble says, mm-hmm. I have a secret video that proves the senator sexually harassed me. Oh, and I bet Jesus. it's like, I bet it's like, it's in, just... I bet it's in defense of the senator without even going here. <laughs> well, it always, it always like, there's like a story and then it escalates real, real hard at the end, you know? Like, yeah. and then if you don't pray for Jesus' forgiveness right yeah. now, you're going to hell right now. Okay, so like, it, shows, <laughs> it shows this angel killing this person. You have an appointment with God. Ooh. And then he said, your whole life where it's going to be played back to you on a video. I always heard that too. <laughs> yeah, when I go yeah, to heaven, yeah. all, it's, my, it's like my life's going to be played yeah. out and everything wrong. Wait, I, don't, I don't think it ever says that in the Bible. Never. Not even once. Oh, and this yeah. says, every act of adultery will be revealed. We know that's not true. Uh, no yeah. one will ever know. But in his love, God made one way for adulterers and adulteresses to be forgiven. <laughs> Uh, if you accept him, adulteresses. Adulteresses. I like that. that yeah, that's. I don't kinda, think I've heard that before. So then it says, then they lighten it up. Jesus said, "In my house are many mansions." Okay, if you, this is the last, second to last page. If you are messing around with someone, you should be scared to death. <laughs> Here's what you are doing: exposing your family to AIDS. Oh my bringing god! Bringing God's curse on your family, just like David did to his. 
Wow. You're mocking God's law and nobody caps, caps letters, mocks God. Worst of all, you're going to face fire. Wait, wait. It says nobody mocks nobody God. Nobody mocks God. And then worst of all. Like this guy all, is going to like beat you up uh, or something. Worst of all, you will face God's fiery judgment. Mm-hmm. And bottom line, if you're really smart, you will repent. If you're really smart, you yep. will repent. Yep. Yeah. And then contact them for more good news. I could imagine that being read by Trump oh, and yeah. it really fitting the, yeah. the, the you know, timber. Oh, is. okay. <laughs> this is about Uriah. The last hope was to get Uriah drunk. Go home to your wife. Oh, this is all about David and the yeah, Bathsheba yeah, yeah. and adultery. Uh-huh. Okay, but I would like to argue with the people that wrote this. Wait, didn't yes. Bathsheba yes. Okay. spring like a different no, let me sect of... Okay, so Bathsheba and Uriah yeah. were married. Yeah. David saw Bathsheba bathing on her roof, yep. like the song Hallelujah, yep, Leonard yeah, Hallelujah. Cohen, yep. right? And then he wanted her, he wanted to have an affair with her. Yeah. So he sent her husband Uriah into the front lines of battle oh, yeah. so he would die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then he could legitimately have her. But he, but David committed adultery with Bathsheba before that and then sent Uriah home or to the front lines to die. Yeah. So this 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 tract is taking that situation and yeah. saying blah, blah, blah. But in reality, God blessed the union uh-huh. of David and Bathsheba yeah. by bringing forth the lineage of Christ. Yeah. Out of them. Uh-huh. So in some ways, you could argue that the Lord didn't curse that. God didn't curse that because he brought Jesus through that genealogy. Well, there's some people that believe that uh, Bathsheba, the offspring of Bathsheba, actually uh, created the black Israelites. Oh, okay. There's some, believe, some that believe that. Now, I know my, my friend David Smalley, yeah. he had done a podcast with a black Israelite. Okay. Really interesting. I had never Very, heard of that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. that if you really want to really challenge crazy. U.S. like like Christians, like talk to them about Black Israelites. You'll right. blow their mind. I, I, I was blown <laughs> just by listening to that podcast. It's yeah, like it's yeah. like two hundred. Yeah, I mean, basically, the idea if you don't know, it's like you know, the idea is that uh, Bathsheba and her offspring cast out or whatever went to. Uh, I can't remember the country right now. But, um, yeah, where, you know... Wait, I think you're getting confused. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah? When Abraham and uh, Sarah were supposed to have a baby, God yeah. said they have seed, and she was well, old. That's, that's Islam, right? Yeah, so then he yeah. so he had a baby with his maidservant, with her yeah. son, and that's the lady that got thrown away. And uh, God promised yeah. to always bless her yeah. and her son, and that would have been the roots of Islam. Well, that's, it's a very similar okay, scenario. Okay. It's a very similar With scenario, but it's specifically about being black Israelites. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, definitely check that one out. I'm it's going very to check interesting. that out. That is intriguing. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because if you throw the black people in the culture of the well, pro-Israel, yeah, I mean, they already, white they already, church. you know, they have the picture. Wow. You know, we're still going with the white Jesus picture for right. some reason, yeah. and uh, it's it's hard for people to. Imagine that uh, <laughs> you were one of my kids yeah. that I used to take home after yeah. youth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember my white van? Yep. It was a Dodge Caravan, mm-hmm. and yep, I yep. took all the seats out except the front two. Yeah. And I that way I could bring home 14, 12, 14 kids <laughs> at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I remember why am I saying this? There's a reason. 
Uh, oh, my bumper stickers. Yeah. Do you remember? I ha- I would oh, get yeah. bumper stickers yeah. at Cornerstone because they would be yeah. really provocative. Yeah, yeah. And I had one like WWJB, who would Jesus bomb? Mm. And people would go, what does that mean? And and then I had this other one that pissed people off so bad. Yeah. And I had a, a years ago, had a family member when I had that van point to it and go, tell me why I'm mad about that. Like, they wanted me to tell them. And I thought <laughs> I it was understand. funny. And do you know what it was? It was the... Four words. God is not a... God is not an American. An American, that's right, that's right. And it just pisses people off. Yeah. And I'm, he's like, why does that make me mad? And I said, well, I think we've been taught to believe that we're special. Yeah. And that God... We're special to God. Yeah. But God is not an American. He is God. If he's real, he's God and he's something outside of our man-made, you know, parameters. Yeah. And why is that offensive? Yeah. But it curled people's blood. No, I know. I know. It's because that's, that's, uh, that's part of the myth of- I had to defend that so many times. Yeah, American Christianity. Yeah. I mean, even going to like- uh, Mormon stuff or whatever, you know, that mm-hmm. it actually incorporates the U.S. into their, yes, their into whole, their founding their of their whole, whole religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bumper Which, sticker. I don't know if I've mentioned this to yeah, you yet, Kathy, me. but I've found out in recent years I'm related to someone that helped start Mormonism. Oh, fascinating. They knew, they knew, um, uh, what's his name? Joseph Smith. Yes, they, they knew Joseph Smith. LeBarons go all the way back to... To have, those times. Have you went to Saint, Salt Lake City? I have not. You should go sometime. I'm, af- I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly afraid. To, I'm, I'm wondering if there's like a bunch of LeBarons out there. Okay, so first you know? of all, it's like the Truman Show. Do you remember that Truman Show mm-hmm. movie? It's just like this white utopia. Mm-hmm. Like if you see a person that's not white, yeah. they're probably a missionary that is going to the Mormon school. Yeah. And he's probably a foreigner. Okay, so it's not only very white, but I I went to the temple and you can't go in the inner score, but they have this massive dollhouse. They have a miniature temple that's exactly how it is in the inner circle. There are some of the craziest, wildest things, but it's like, it's weird. They're, They're hyper crazy about Halloween. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, Why? There's always some, sugar, some random sugar things. because they can't have the booze. It's hard to find liquor. Yeah. And plastic surgery, which is like a side note, because women are supposed to be grow into their older years. I guess you die I going guess. the way you were, so yeah. you want to always look young for your husband, and so you might have 15 kids, like 15 passenger vans you oh buy God. to have your children. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of uh, uh the. What's the last thing you said? Mm-hmm. Oh, bumper sticker. There yes, was another yes, yes. one I always wanted, but I thought it was too offensive. And, but I thought it was so true. Yeah. Jesus loves you, big print, but yeah. underneath it. But everyone else thinks you're an asshole. Isn't that great? <laughs> I love that one. You should have like, got that one. I do believe. You should have put that one on. That's great. I do believe that like, because if I have to believe. Because I think even people that don't disagree with it could laugh. They could, you probably. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I believe that, yes, you always get, well, what about Hitler? When you say you don't believe in hell. And uh, I go, oh, wait a minute. That guy who gassed six million Jews and killed them? Yeah. Put them in a fire? Yeah, you can't forgive that. Okay. But I'm going Why to... Why is that the standard? I'm going to worship... <laughs> yeah, question one. And I'm going to worship a God that you believe will fry billions 
for eternity. Yeah, that's a good, at least those people got to good retort. get burned out. Yeah. They burned up and they were done. Uh huh. They might have even died before they got burned. Yeah. yeah. But you can revel in the thought. Well, I would never revel, sister. Yeah. That's sad. Okay, but do you lose sleep over it? I was about to say, so that actually brings me to a story I should mention on this podcast. Um, that's something that kept me up at night, mm-hmm. uh, was hell. Um, and the mm-hmm. idea that, like, oh, people I know are going to hell. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. That sucks. And uh, I came down one night to talk to my uh, stepdad and my mom. Uh, my stepdad uh, is not the pastor. My stepdad mm-hmm. is a, the one that, at that moment in his life, was very legalistic uh, Christian. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he couldn't understand why I would lose sleep over it. My mom did, of course, but he was like, you know, he's like, I don't get it. Like people are getting what they deserve or whatever. It's like, and that's like kind of the, the, the gross thing at the center of that belief. Do you remember when I had Mike Williams out at the red door? He was that, yeah, he's a rebel. And he's one of the first people like Carlton Pearson is a black pastor who had this NPR podcast about hell. Yeah. And then they made a movie out of it. It's amazing. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And he loses everything to preach the concept of no hell. Mm -hmm. And, but he got it from Mike. Mike is the one that came to Uh, him. But Mike didn't get credit for that. So I'm giving credit. Mike. Well, yeah, Mike. Yeah. He was the one that really went into some of the Greek and some of the Hebrew stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, And he's an excellent Bible teacher, but he believed and hasn't believed in the concept of hell, but he's the one that brought up about, um, Oh, that the second coming already happened. um, I think is one thing he's like, he did. I think he did. Because, yeah. yeah, he was saying how there was the thing that said, once the whole world knows about Jesus, that uh, it'll be the end of the world. But the word for the world meant the known world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep, it, that would be that guy. Yeah, yeah, which was already yeah. happened by the time Jesus had died. But yes, he does great with Revelation, by the way. But oh, one thing he says is, um, oh, he said, I'm going to guarantee you, your evangelical friends and family do not believe in the concept of hell yeah. either. And I would say, mm. no, they do. Yeah. And he goes, no, they don't. And I said, they do. He said, <laughs> no, because if you literally believed it, you would not sleep at night. And if you do, you are a sociopath horrific person yeah so i'm going to be gracious <laughs> and believe that your people don't really believe it because ah. the alternative would be to think that they are just the cruelest evilest people what kind of person can hmm. sleep knowing that th- how many people are going to die tonight that we know or just just because life goes on and the yeah, circle of yeah, life yeah. tonight as we sleep millions of people will die probably across the world maybe i don't uh-huh. know and so yeah, yeah. If that doesn't bother you, then uh, you have a bigger problem than the concept of hell. And then yeah. he's the one that brought up, I have to credit him with the Hitler thing. Yeah. So and back to that Jesus loves you and everyone thinks you're an asshole. I do believe God will forgive. I believe that we are right with God. And I believe that when yeah. we die, if we were Hitler or if we were just somebody who hurt you or hurt me, we get it right away. We get it because the scripture says that when we, we see darkly, like through a dirty mirror, we yeah. don't understand everything, Yeah. which is I get frustrated with my atheist friends sometimes. I, mm-hmm. I f- I'd love to address this because I know you're in that nether sphere. You're, you know, would you call yourself an atheist? Uh, I don't. I feel like it's too final. I, I don't know. I feel like the atheist is too like 
Uh, it doesn't quite describe because I, I I just I love all religions. I, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of. Uh, well, I guess Taoism is the thing I close most closely mm. like align mm. with probably because it doesn't make a lot of assumptions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a fusion of Eastern and Western religion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess for me, I understand the cultural importance of those things. The structure it gives society. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially like Jordan Peterson would pre-science say that. or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Um, but yeah, like pre pre uh, you know science, uh, at least advanced science and all that. I mean, this was how you experienced the universe. This is how you you know tried to explain the make stuff sense around of the world. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So if you put yeah. it in that context, you know, I don't you know I think I don't think there's anything wrong with those things. But then the atheist but, might say, when you know better, you do better. So now that you have science, throw that out or. I, I think that some atheists uh, replace their dogma with a new dogma. Mm-hmm. And the, do- the dogma is atheism and anti-theism and just elitism. That, you know? that frustrates me. So yeah, yeah. I, this is what makes me mad about it. Um, I'm not mad at David Smalley. Um, he's been... He has threat. There, there he has, is a smarmy. There is a smarmy. Like, of, oh my god, yeah, Kathy's yeah. still full of shit. You know, that, why isn't she going to give it up? Yeah. But I can even take that. It's all in mm-hmm. good nature. And I think in the end of the day, they want to free me yeah. from my burden of religion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in their love, I, I would say he loves me enough to even want that for me, even as a yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. But I also sometimes feel the frustration and anger from atheists. That like, oh my God, why aren't you here? You should have evolved from here to here already. Okay, you're already let go of hell. You're already that cool lady that doesn't judge people. Mm-hmm. Just give it up already. What is wrong with you? You're just yeah. trying to suck up to the religious half. You're just afraid. What are you afraid of? Or why aren't you willing to just draw a hard line and say God doesn't exist? And I want to say, why Why do you think it's such an either or? Why is? Why can't it be like, on the spectrum. Yeah. Why can't it be like with autism, right? We know all different types of people are in the different levels mm-hmm. of that spectrum. I'm yeah. a professor. I've taught people that are barely verbal. I've taught people that are incredibly verbal and rude because they're Asperger's, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Or I've taught people that are just, you know. Yeah. So we say, well, so we go, okay, I don't want to label you, right? You did it earlier yeah. in the podcast. Yeah. I could tell you were doing that politically correct thing, which I think is oh, respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To say, I'm on mic. oh, wait, they're, <laughs> they're Asperger's. Well, I don't know, but it was on the spectrum. Because, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because, I would argue, you didn't want to label him in a label that might not fit because mm-hmm. he deserves to have the label that he would want, and you're not sure what that is right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now well, well, he calls he says Asperger's. He okay. he is all in for that term, but I just understand that there are some people with Asperger's in quotes that don't like that just prefer to be called on the spectrum. So it's right. like it's a dealer's choice. But I would like to say, why can't why can't we be on the spectrum as uh, in the in the in the from the spectrum of no faith to faith and that where mm-hmm. it's not even like I'm better off if I'm getting closer to the no God mm-hmm. because I am hanging. I've had this thought about having a TikTok hanging, yeah. hanging by a red thread, like yeah. where I just do a two second, two minute thought yeah. experiment for yeah. the day. Um, Jesus is the thing. Yeah. The, the one, the life of Christ, the yeah. presence of Christ that I see around me, mm-hmm. that I sense, that I feel yeah. That I don't have evidence for. I can't, I, I, I have evidence looking at this Jack, yeah. Jack Chick Trap that this is bullshit. 
Oh, yeah. I could point yes, holes in it. That's true. Yeah. yeah even yeah. as a believer in an inerrant gospel, in an inerrant mm-hmm. Bible, I can point holes in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. the, the Word of God, I think the Bible's clear what the Word of God is. It's not a book. Uh huh. Yeah. I would like to yeah. quote John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word. Uh huh. And the Word, and there was no Bible in the beginning. Yeah. It wasn't and the Word was on. with God. Yeah. And the word was God. Yeah, yeah. So the word of God existed before any of these religions or books came out. Yeah, yeah. Arguably. Almost like the, the, the Brahma or whatever in right. Hindu uh, religion. It's like the all, uh, uh, just the stuff of everyone, you know. The human experience or yeah. whatever. It's this impact of something larger than us mm-hmm. on the human mm-hmm. experience yeah. was there in the beginning and yeah. was sensed and was powerful. And then it got reduced and reducted and redacted yeah. and revised. Yeah. And it got into books of all these different flavors. And mm-hmm. I would argue, I have to steal this quote from the Willow Creek pastor who also yeah. had a big, huge fall last year, but this quote was good. Yeah. The inerrant word of yeah. God is inherent in the Bible yeah, and able to be revealed and able to be shown by the spirit of God where the word lives. So uh-huh. I am somebody who honestly, you said you haven't read the whole Bible, yeah. Bradley, as a pastor, as a spiritual leader of some sort, of some ragtag misfit yeah. group, I haven't read my Bible, like to sit and read my Bible in many years. It's a, it's not a page turner. It, well, <laughs> fair enough. But I have, but things come out of my yeah. heart yeah. when I need them. Uh-huh. I'm, 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 I'm doing some marriage counseling with a young couple. I don't even know if they're believers at this point, but something will come out of my heart that is for them. And it happens to have a scriptural basis yeah. and it's life to them. Uh-huh. They're like, thank you. Because in that moment, it was revealed as relevant and it uh-huh. felt important. Uh-huh. Yeah. To me, yeah. that's all relevation is. That relevant information that at the moment feels important. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, otherwise we make it this, you know, got hit in the head by God and you got a revelation and on your cult leader. No, revelation <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely... is relevant yeah. information that means something to you for a moment. Okay, now I have gotten that so many times in my Bible. Yeah. But I also got that in Goodwill Hunting. Mm. That movie when mm. Robin Williams is holding Matt Damon. Yeah. And he's crying and he goes, "It's not your fault." Oh yeah. It's not your fault, man. Oh my god. <laughs> I wept and wept and wept uh, and wept and God touched my heart through that moment. God touched my heart. It's such a deeply sad moment and uh but me he, and my friends would always say that to each other jokingly cuz it was It's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be like, "It's not your fault, man." I know. It's not your fault, man. We just keep saying it and just be like, yeah. "God damn, it stop saying it." But don't you story. remember that? Yeah, you remember that? It's such a big that. big moment. It's like, it's yeah. Like 30 seconds of yeah. a movie movie I said, oh my God, I sound like Moira there. And <laughs> Bethany's been saying, Mom, you're Moira. I'm like, don't do that. I just said, movie. movie. But I said, uh, yeah, it's 30 seconds of a movie decades ago. Yeah. But yeah. Th- in that movie, when I watched that, God spoke yeah. to me like the times I had opened my Bible looking for something, almost like a fortune cookie, and boom, and it was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that a few times, right? Uh-huh. I remember when I got engaged to my first husband, I was 16. Yeah. And we knew we were supposed to be husband and wife, but we didn't know. And I was asking God, and somebody told us, if you flip a coin, because in the Bible, people drew lots. 
to see oh, what God yeah. was saying. So we literally flipped a coin to uh-huh, decide if we uh-huh. should get engaged because there was scripture for it. Okay. Uh, we did as last long as there's years. a basis for it. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm just saying that like yeah, yeah. revelation can come to you. I had a, a lady go through my Alpha series one time and she said, I want you to know something. She said, I cut out all Christian influences, no Christian radio, no Christian yeah. preachers, nothing. And I'm like, God, go away. I hate you. You're not even real. Yeah. And she said she had her country radio on her song in her, in her um, car, which is yeah. the devil, by the way. But of anyway, course. she had country music on. Yeah. And Garth Brooks, um, to make you feel my love, uh, I go hungry, I go black and blue. I do. I go to the end of the universe. Yeah, yeah. To make you feel my love for you. Yeah. And she said it wasn't Garth Brooks. Uh huh. It was Jesus saying, "Fine, run from me. Shut off yeah. the stations. Shut off the preachers. Plug your ears. I am going to find a way to let you know what you mean to me." Mm-hmm. And I thought that's the gospel. Yeah. God running to us. God yeah, yeah, yeah. God rescuing us. Not yeah. us going, God, I surrender, the white flag. No, it's yeah. God going after the lost coin, the lost sheep, yeah, the yeah. lost prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the story of the prodigal son that Jesus gave was yeah. so beautiful. The father was always looking. Uh-huh. He was looking for him. And yeah. when he saw yeah. him from afar off, throw a party. He yeah. was out whoring around and wasting all his money, according to the scriptures. Uh-huh. Whoring around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were pretty explicit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the big brother, who kept all the rules. So mad. So pissed off. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You're going to throw a party for this loser who wasted the money you gave him, yeah. whored around his inheritance, now is starving to death. Yeah. I have taken care of the family business. I've done the right thing. I've crossed the T's. Yeah, yeah. I've dotted the I's and he gets the friggin' party. Yeah, yeah. And the dad says, we should rejoice. Your brothers come home. You always had access to everything I had. This doesn't take away from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything I have belongs to you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to lose anything by loving and including your brother. Who, yeah. who had a bad time. Yeah, yeah. And if we could take that, that if that was the gospel in America, yeah. and it was to people who don't feel worthy, and we said none of that matters because there's only one good, not us, and it was none of us. Mm-hmm. And if, it, you know, I started out by saying there's like four big leaders this year, Rabbi Zacharias, the mm-hmm. Justin Bieber pastor, Carl Lenz, the... Yeah. Bill Hybels, the, uh, the pastor of the largest church in America, millions of people, the Willow Creek guy. Yeah. All of them, moral failure, fa- flat on their face, done. Mm-hmm. And yet, many of the people in their ministries, if not them, yeah. spent a significant amount of time preaching about how far removed other people were from God. Yeah, yeah. So if there's a lesson in there, take the lesson. Yeah. The church should police itself. You don't want to be bashed by the blogs, you know, by the gay Christians or the gay people that you don't want to be bashed by Kathy. Uh uh Okay, not that I'm anybody that important, but if you don't want me to bash, go ahead and bash yourself. Police yourself. It's kind of like the cop thing. If there's good cops out there, it was not go too far. But if they're there, which they are, I know there are. I've taught some. I've had cops go through my class at Blackhawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Precious young people that want to be different. Okay, then hold the people accountable that you work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a regular job, you go to a nine-to-five job, and you have an employee that's stealing. Yeah. You, it is your due diligence Mm -hmm. to go say, "Hey, we got a problem here." 
Yeah. You go to him first, say, don't steal or I'm going to tell on you. Yeah. Cut yeah. it out. Yeah. And if not, if you're a good employee, you're going to go to the powers that be, right? Mm-hmm. But we have this big boy club. Well, yeah. in church, in church, we got the same thing. Yeah. We cover these pastors. We cover their sin. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. Even we, we use, look the other way sometimes. We, and we even glorify Noah. Yeah. Okay? Noah, right? Mm-hmm. He was caught in his tent naked. And I, this, yeah. is, this is a justification for not blowing the cover off of pastors. Okay. Okay, Noah was a leader, and he was in his tent naked. And his sons came by, and one said, and I might be getting it wrong, so correct me. One said, cover him up, because he was drunk and naked. So he was laying there all splayed out drunk. Oh, this one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one said, let's cover him up. Yeah. And then the other one, I think, I think told about it. And the one that told about it, there was even a story that those were the cursed people that were the sons of Ham, which were black people. There was a, there was a, a preacher who had turned it around in the 60s. There was this narrative that that's how we got black cursed people. Horrible oh, bullshit. No. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horrible. But the whole point was, well, Noah is, was just a man, and we should cover his sin. Well, Rabbi Zacharias, okay, but then you're going to be at the gay pride parades yeah, it's with a, signs? It's a slippery slope. It's, it's, it's a real, it's a bad argument. Right. You know, it's just, if that's the thing, like, everyone should take at least philosophy 101. At least. You know? Um, Rethink. It will just teach you how arguments work. Yeah. And that goes a long way. It yeah. should be taught first, second grade. Yeah. Um, Especially in today, because we are yeah. so polarized. Oh, and we yeah. feel like we Critical have... Critical thinking is gone. And the spectrum <laughs> is gone. You know, we were talking yeah. about being on the spectrum in, in belief. Yeah. Uh-huh. The spectrum of just thinking as a person. I don't know. I might be here or there. I might yeah. be more left there. I might be more right there. But no, I got to peg myself. You want me to label myself? Mm-hmm. And going back to that thing, why can't I just be Kathy, a person who's having a human experience, loving the yeah. people around me? I have a frame of reference, which happens to be evangelicalism. There's parts of it that were beautiful, parts of it that were severely traumatic. I'm just trying to figure it out, as mm-hmm. are you, if you just admit it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The first time I went on that podcast, my dad said to me, I love you, dad, honey, you know, I just can't believe you were doubting and wondering if, you know, you laid awake at night wondering if God was real. Because I admitted that even as a pastor, sometimes I thought, I hope this stuff is real. Yeah. And my dad goes, I said, Dad, have you ever not fell asleep and wondered, is there even a God? And he goes, well, of course. But I would never talk about it. (laughs) And I'm like, Pops. I think it's more credibility to say, I wonder, what if? Mother Teresa at the end of her life, which I know people love to hate her, but at the end of her life yeah. said, I don't even, I'm not sure. Yeah, That yeah. gave me so much like hope, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a, like we were saying before, it's, like a very, it's a personal thing. Yeah, why should know? I say, Brad, Brad, you're not, you're not a believer yet? Oh my God, yeah. what's wrong with you, Brad? Get on your knees right now. Accept Jesus. I would never do that to you because I believe if if God is real and if he wants to express himself as Jesus to you, Uh he has to do that. Because if I just talk you into it, when the shit hits the fan, I remember back in the day you were in my youth. Yeah, yeah. I took, I don't know if you were there, I took a whole busload of them kids to the power team in Madison. Oh, yeah, I was there. You were there, okay? I remember Fifi. Love you, Fifi. Yeah. 
I took my kids because they were going to find the Lord because there was an altar call at the end or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was these hot, muscle-bound guys ripping yep, phone yep, books yep. in half, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know the relevance of that, but they ripping phone books, destroying <laughs> bricks, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they give an altar call and they, uh, the, and if you go forward, they'll sign your Bible. Fifi said to me, oh my God, Kathy. I forgot about that. If I go forward... I know a girl that went forward and they, they'll sign your Bible. Come on, let's go. And she looked at somebody and she wanted to go forward. And I don't blame her. And I don't know if she actually ended up going forward. But I'll never forget that moment for me. Man. I went home and I told my dad, I'm not ever, ever taking my youth to an evangelistic event like that. Because let's say Fifi goes forward, gets the hot guy to sign her Bible. And that was her motivation. I don't blame uh-huh. her. She's a 16 or 15 year old girl. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If that's her motivation. Yeah. But she thinks, oh, that's the day I got saved. That's when Jesus came, yeah. showed yeah. me who he was. And then all the shit hits the fan in her life at 22, 24, 28, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got to go back to that rock of an experience she had with God. Yeah. Guess what? It wasn't real. It was just a high school thing. The guy's hot. He's got muscles. He's going to sign my book. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. that cheapened what maybe the Holy Spirit could actually do in her life by showing herself in a dark room in the middle of the night when nobody's there. Also, it's a, it's a huge dick move to sign the Bible as a believer. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Well, I mean, it's just... If okay, if you believe in that, you know that stuff. That's like sacrilege, right? Like mm. you, you didn't know you had no part in the Bible. It's not yeah. your product. It's oh, not your content. True. You're taking by signing it. You're taking ownership Ooh. of the entire Bible, and that like, mm-hmm. that, I, I'm surprised that you like, got away with that. It would be like <laughs> a, a movie director uh, signing copies of a film he didn't direct, right? Or mm. or an author. You know, yeah, it's just yeah, a it's yeah. a weird like mm-hmm. sign anything else, but like yeah, I don't know. Signing the Bible just leaves a bad taste yeah. in my mouth, even as someone that doesn't yeah. care anymore. Yeah, you know, like it's yeah. just like ooh, that's just a bad move. That just I don't know. Now I know in atheism there are a lot of people that aren't so hardcore, or, or yeah, even if they're yeah. hardcore, they're okay with you not being hardcore. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. just feel like in this moment I need to give a shout out to your mama. Oh yeah, because yeah. when I first she was probably the first. Well, no, I've been around atheists since I was a little girl. My yes, very best you, you tend friend. To find them. Yeah, my friend, best <laughs> friend as a little girl at, at yeah. uh, 10, 11, and 12 was an atheist in my backyard, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, he was probably my first atheist. He was precious. And yeah. so I did kind of tend to get them. But then when I'm way older and had crises in my life and um, whatever, I, I meet your mom and she becomes a wonderful friend to me. And then she was telling me stories how as a pastor's wife, what she went through on the front row and her kid having the devil cast out of her and, you know, all these things that so much pain. It didn't happen, by the way. Devil stayed. Okay. Um. But whoever was the devil. But (laughs) I I do remember we just bonded over so many things. And that was just a small part of our bonding was our opposite viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah. But we loved each other. And I remember when I was getting a divorce, and I think at one point she was kind of in that same place. Yeah, you guys got well, divorced in the similar time. time and um, frame, yeah. both with more religious backgrounds. And um, yeah, yeah. she said to me, it was so precious, she goes, I, I don't think I'm a lesbian, are you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she said, but would you marry me? She said, we'll grow old together. Mm-hmm. And I was very overweight at the time. Mm-hmm. 
And she said the sweetest thing to me. And to this day, it's the sweetest marriage proposal I've ever gotten. Yeah. Not that yeah. I've gotten a lot, but I've yeah, had a few. Yeah. And she said to me, I will teach you to be healthy. And you will help me want to get out of bed in the morning. Oh. And I said to her, I said, but I'm a Jesus freak. How could you say that to me? Yeah. She said, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really my first hardcore atheist uh, where it was legit. I knew what it meant and yeah. she firmly believed it. And it was such a gracious, I don't care. And then yeah. I've had people since I've met, been on Dogma Debate and been a part of that community. Yeah. I've had some, I have a couple people go, I don't know why people get so, because I'm on Patreon and you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know why people get that way, Kathy. I just am glad you're my friend. Yeah. You, you make me be happy to get up every day. And not yeah. that I'm all that. I know I'm not, but... It's, if you really love me and I really love you, your journey is just that, your mm -hmm. journey. Yeah. That's yeah. not a cop out. For me to say this is my journey, Yeah. there's a day I would defend so much more than just Jesus. Yeah. I've let go of so much of it uh -huh. in my journey. It's not like I've stayed here and I'm going to jump over here. Yeah, yeah. And that's not fair. And I had somebody tell me once, well, why don't, Oh, um, great. You're going to be in the same place next year. We're going to have the same conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe. So yeah, if that's are you the way in, it goes. Are you in charge of time? I mean. Yeah, yeah. Don't I have that free will, that agency to yeah, decide yeah, yeah. That, and figure that, that, that it out freedom for myself? everyone's freedom. always talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Doesn't that apply here? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like the freedom to do something and the freedom from something. Mm, mm -hmm. And, uh, some people are only obsessed with one of them, you know? Wow. Yeah. Bradley, that's that, that's big right Schmidt. there. That's some really? Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot wow. of, a lot of my little nuggets of wisdom are little Schmidtisms. Steven Schmidt. Yeah. Is doctor, right? Dr. Steven Schmidt. We are just going to give you a shout out right now. Yes, he I'm, has a book about uh, rock climbing. You remember uh, he had that? He had that that oh. came out while we were uh, going there. Oh, do you remember what else? Um, when we went into the class, what would he do? Well, he'd have pictures of his rock climbing up on the he screen, did. and he had a music playing. Yes. Right? What yeah. was it, Bradley? Uh, was there a specific kind of music you was a playing? A lot of times it would be Dave Matthews Band. Oh, okay, okay. Which I am like, that's my celebrity. If he comes to the door, I'm gone. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't know as much about Dave Matthews Band. Well, so. I didn't as yeah, much yeah. then. He uh -huh. might be responsible for my addiction or something. Because it was, yeah. um, I was like, yeah. So the reason we're calling him out is I'm I'd going... love to imagine him at a Dave Matthews show. Oh, I, he, as a young he's man. Okay. <laughs> Can I say something? He's totally the type. Have you been yeah. to a Dave Matthews show? No. There white college age yeah i know uh, i know the demographic yeah, there's not a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. of like dreads out there uh -huh. and, like because now i'm a part of that conscious hippie movement music uh -huh, and uh -huh. we're like parents of earth the clark and we go to all these festivals yeah. that are not like dave matthews band shows and yeah, it's like yeah. there is a certain demographic but whatever it's funny yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's as fine. i was at they're, they're good musicians oh, dave matthews God, band, yeah. you know but i'm gonna stuff. Uh, what i'm saying this is yeah. we are gonna find steven schmid and we're gonna I'm getting this to him. You okay. don't think I can? All right, I can. all right. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad you tagged him for that thing because what is yeah. it again? There's Well, there's freedom to do something and then freedom from something, like freedom from oppression mm -hmm. or something or like freedom to do what you want to do, um, you know, 
which people talk about freedom to do what they want to do in America a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what we're mm-hmm. really obsessed with is our personal rights. But we completely forget about the freedom from oppression that was very mm. important in the yeah. creation of this country. Yeah. So, yeah. It's an important distinction to make, especially since freedom is thrown around yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, without any nuance, wow. you know. Yeah. But that is a problem, the lack of nuance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Lack of context, lack of nuance. Like it's just because it all matters. That matters. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that kind of instant we reaction culture we have. You nuance. Know. Nuance matters. Nuance matters. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> nuance matters. Yeah. Yeah. Context, yeah. culture, and nuance matters. It does. It makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, I love you like my own. You too, Kathy. Do you know that? I do. I do. Definitely. And I've yeah. been grateful to be a part of your life. And, yeah. um I think uh, this will be great on a d- lot of levels. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Joel, if you're listening. <gasps> Joel Cohen is our producer. I don't get shout a, out to Joel enough. And Jolie, uh, Brad is your biggest fan. That's As Felix Culpa, he would like to wear true. that title. It could be true. He might have to fight it for a couple people. Yeah, yeah. Dan Brown and uh, and um, Brendan Crave. Okay, be, Brendan. Yeah, yeah we'll they might fight a, you for that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Brad is one, and he wants to do an album concept. What album were you wanting to do with Joel? We want to do uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness by the Smashing Pumpkins, okay. and we'd love to have you Mark- and Marky on. Yeah. So you know what. Yeah, I have not been able to contact him, but I will be sending him this file. Exactly. So, so he this is, is great. I'm talking to you directly, Joel. Yeah. I want you on my podcast, yeah. please. Um, and if you want to look at some uh, some episodes, go to anchor.fm slash album concept hour or link. Uh, Are you on go? Spotify link too? tr.ee slash flyover state park has all of my links. I but thought you I were on, on Spotify. Spotify. Yep. Album well, concept anchor, hour. Anchor is what brings you to all the whatever platform you want to listen to it okay. from okay. or you could listen on spotify yeah. yeah yeah so but yeah yeah I'd, I'd love to have you on joel yeah um, yeah, yeah 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 um and uh tristan already said he's not not very interested he doesn't want to come on and, and talk about music at length okay so um, you did get a hold of tristan yes now. tristan yeah tristan responded but he's like eh, not really you know. yeah um but uh yeah yeah i'd love to have all him right. on I'm, I'm a huge fan of you guys always have been and uh you're both uh, you're, all, all of you guys are on my bucket list of people to interview. So, And that is, we haven't even said their band name. Oh, uh, the Felix Culpa is who we're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd even, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> no offense, Dustin, I'd even settle for Dustin. Um, oh, yeah. oh, my God, that's <laughs> the, funny. The short-time yeah, uh, fourth yeah. member of the yeah. Felix Culpa, awesome. who was just as geeked out about the Felix Culpa as I was, Aww. even though he was a member um yeah yeah but it's beautiful love to talk to any of you guys any of you guys want to come to the podcast uh just hit me up uh we got a list of albums we still got to get through so i'm proud of you bradley this is awesome dude thanks for coming to the studio kathy thank you it's nice to have you in uh actually using these mics and stuff it's kind of cool let's do it again i think we had a lot to say yeah 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 you can come back uh and interview people here if you want to so yeah 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 I would at the very least like to get David here, or at least get you on Skype here. So yeah, we got a good yeah. setup instead of mm-hmm. just my phone and That'd home, be really so. cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so. my friend. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank Love you. Love you so much. Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Give Me One Reason. If you're interested in contacting us or being on the show, 
please go to givemeonereason.org or call Kathy Taylor at 608-728-3284. The way the past is moved.